the Spartan Mind Strength Podcast, the podcast for mental grit and resilience. Hosted by V. Binga and Tim Ganley. Hello, this is Tim. And this is V. And we welcome you to another episode of the Spartan Mind Strength Podcast. And today's podcast is very special. Because we've done over 100 podcasts, and the only person you've ever listened to on our (laughs) podcast is V and me. Today, you're going to listen to also Zach. And Zach works at the Biohack Lab here in St. Pete, and he's going to be bringing in what biohacking is. So basically, a quick synopsis is biohacking is ancient Ayurveda. And so the only difference between what Zach is going to be talking about and what we're going to be talking about is that his equipment plugs into a wall and our equipment doesn't. Stay tuned, we'll be right back. And we're here to talk to Zach. And Zach is, go ahead. I am a personal trainer. I'm certified by the Institute of Integrative Nutrition as a health coach. And I am a diehard biohacker. Okay. And you work at, actually, you're like, yeah, uh, you're in charge of. Yeah, I'm the studio manager of a new concept called Biohack Studios. Located? Located in St. Petersburg, Florida. But um, basically, the whole idea of the concept is maximizing the, the effect of fitness on the body and the effect of recovery. So, giving you the most bang for your buck in the shortest amount of time possible. And I know we went there yesterday and. We were done working out in like five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Tell me how you guys feel today. Uh, I can't walk stairs. <laughs> <laughs> that means we did what we came here to do, right? <laughs> so uh, uh, go ahead. I, I feel great, except uh, cleaning the kitchen counter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I felt. Yeah. Uh, but not just equipment. You have a lot more yeah. things in there. For sure. Uh, for sure. So, but I want before we get into what you have, uh, what is your, what is your, how did you come to? Being there. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was born in New Jersey. Uh, we won't hold that against you. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's I, I moved out of there very quickly in the year 2000, moved to sunny Lake Ranch, Florida, uh, grew up there, then moved up to Tampa about two years ago. Okay. Um, the past, I'd say out of high school, I got into bodybuilding. Okay. So just quick question. Which uh, high school did you go to? Lake Ranch High School. Okay. Yeah. So got into bodybuilding, just typical bro science, just trying to gain muscle, impress the girls. But that quickly turned into a more longevity-based obsession. I started listening to people like Ben Greenfield and Dave Asprey, Mm -hmm. Bulletproof Radio. And I learned a lot of interesting phenomenon with the body, Mm -hmm. learning how to modulate how you feel based off of the food you eat, um, based off of what kind of exercise you do. And I really started to dive deeper into the whole longevity space and cognitive enhancement space. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Keep... uh, uh, So... You said longevity and cognitive, and that would be some of the things that Ayurveda. Yeah, so, exactly. So where we want to go with this, at least in the beginning, because uh-huh. we'll talk about the the strength training and fitness aspect. Yeah. Even though it's all fitness. Yeah. Uh, in in another podcast, I want to get into a little bit of the longevity. Yes. Uh, so in Ayurveda, uh-huh. it is one of the things that you use a lot because that's yep. what we look for yeah. is longevity. Yeah. Uh, what do you use? as a machine-operated 
because uh, that, that's where the difference is going to be between us. Mm -hmm. We both believe in longevity. We both believe in no trops. We both believe in all of Cognitive the things. performance. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All of those things. We do it from one side and yeah. you do it from another side. Absolutely. You're bringing the science of today in a way that uh, what we teach yeah. does not use. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so to answer that question, the machine-based um, longevity practices that we do. So mitochondrial health, light. Um, we have the Juve Red Light Panels, which is okay. really good for giving your mitochondria one of the most essential elements or, or variables to create ATP or energy. So uh -huh. when, you, when you absorb red light in particular, uh -huh. um, your mitochondria use that as well as water, light, and air and through NAD create energy. So red light therapy is uh -huh. one variable. Um, cold okay. water. I want to jump in. Red light therapy because that's that is a mitochondria is her mitochondria. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, in Ayurveda, it's what is mitochondria. Well, in in I, well in uh, actually it uh, it all goes back to the biohacking concept, mm -hmm. right? The biohacking is use whatever you have to feel better, to increase longevity, cognitive performance, all that. So I, Ayurvedically speaking, because they hadn't, they hadn't given a word for the mitochondria at that time, but with a specific, like say, scientific word, but they were uh, referring to it as your Shakti. Mm -hmm. You are divine energy because you are divine female energy because the mitochondria is what actually, like you said, gives you the energy, right? It helps you create the ATP. Without that, you die. So the way they were calling that energy in those days was the Shakti. So I have a question. In Ayurveda, do they practice sun gazing? Yes, totally. So that is red light therapy. Exactly. That is the original That's red it. light therapy. That's yeah. it. Yeah. But most, Fire gazing too. Yeah. Most people are not naked at sunrise and sunset exactly. basking in the sunlight. So yeah. that's where red light comes exactly. in. Exactly. You just spend that 10, 15 mm -hmm. minutes and absorb, absorb the energy. Yep. Now, I know that you just said being able to be outside. So yeah. ours is we try to get our clients to spend more time outside. Yeah. But a lot of people work all day yep. long. How many minutes do they need to use with the red light therapy to equal, say, a half day in the sun so you're building that ability to help heal the mitochondria? Yeah, that's, that's an interesting question. So the effective dose is 10 to 15 minutes. Anything over 15 minutes, there's a law of diminishing returns. And actually, more light equals more oxidative stress on right. your mitochondria. That's why, you know, going in the sunlight for 10, 15 minutes feels amazing, but going in there for three hours, mm -hmm. you're, you're gonna not feel the greatest yeah. going in Too inside. much of a good thing, like exactly. everything. Okay. Poison's yeah. in the dose. So for us, we're, we're getting our clients out paddleboarding. Mm -hmm. Excellent, getting I love them it. out for an hour or two, but if they don't have time and they can't get wet, they can't do mm -hmm. this, doing 10 to 15 minutes at your studio will do basically the same thing. Essentially, yeah, because they're not going to get the UV light, so they're not going to get that increase in vitamin D absorption, but the red light's very concentrated, so they don't need to spend 30, 40, 50 minutes in front of the panel. Perfect. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, with that, you had mentioned the uh, about uh, fire. Oh, the gazing. fire gazing, yeah. What does fire gazing do, and how would it also fit? Because I know we can't do fire gazing here. Yeah. Uh, no, there's no way of creating a bonfire outside mm -hmm. right now. 
what? Uh, well, it's a similar concept, right? Because of the properties that the natural fire has, mm -hmm. is uh, it helps the mitochondria in our uh, retina actually, totally because that's sense. one of the places we have the most mitochondria, it's right? One yeah. first that, or second highest. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So that's why observing the fire, we're also observing the fire, the natural fire, uh, for the most part. Uh, helps the concentration also because it, it's that one-pointed attention, mm -hmm. right? So you have uh, more benefits at the same time. That right? totally makes sense. Yeah. Totally makes sense. Now, for you with the red light, uh, can they stare at it? Or I, is it better off not Common to? sense, I advise people don't stare into the bulb. Okay. Because yeah. a concentrated source of light will never be good for your, for your retina. But... Yeah. You don't need glasses. Okay. Um, I tell you people, don't have to put those little goofy things. <laughs> no, on, no. Actually, for for the lights overhead right now, these fluorescent yeah. type Our light terror. bulbs. Yeah, this is where yeah. you want to wear eye protection. This they is what causes. Stairs. Yeah, this is what causes macular degeneration yeah. over time. This is what makes yep. you stay up at night. This is why you wake up, don't feel well rested because yeah. you are exposed to artificial night at all day and all night. Yeah, and that's in almost every business now. Yeah, especially so, now that we've gotten rid of the. The old light bulbs, yeah. and now we're into the. <laughs> the I know we, we we spent a fortune changing our mm -hmm. business property into LED, yeah. and yep. now we're slowly switching back to the other lights. <laughs> yeah, at Biohack Studios, we really wanted it to be healthy light, and yeah. we tried so many different configurations. But you can't like it, healthy light is not bright. It's no, not good for exactly. a business. So. One thing you can do to offset the, the harmful effects of blue light is having various red light bulbs with it. Mm -hmm. It looks a little weird, looks a little atypical, but that is healthier for... The, I for, prefer the glasses. They make you look really cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I made the point of wear them at all conferences. Yep. <laughs> I was a cool one. Yep. Yes. You're part of the club. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, well, you taught uh, the red light, mm -hmm. well, what, actually, the red not light, red light the, therapy, but you yeah. taught about the mitochondria yeah. at a couple different Ayurveda, Ayurveda yeah. conferences, yeah. and you were wearing the glasses yes. and the whole thing, and everybody thought you were just trying to look cool. Exactly. <laughs> but I did look cool. Yes. <laughs> I didn't just try. Uh, but it does get rid of a lot of the Exactly. It, it, it's, uh, yeah, it was yeah. actually, you even ended up wearing them yeah. because one of the places was so bad. And actually, we were not planning on wearing them, but I wanted to be at my best. Absolutely. So we had watched the eating, we had watched the movement, we had watched the breath work, we had uh, used all the the music stuff for yeah. the sound because I, it was uh, the first one. And, I and was she was teaching a lot of Arabic doctors. doctors. So uh, yep. I wanted to be at scared. my best. It was very scary. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure. And you know what? Because you did that, that light, it causes stress on your body in the most subtle way. Exactly. And at the time, we walked in there and it's like, I'm putting the glasses on. Yeah. And that completely shifted everything. It's like, wow. Yeah. That was the greatest test for the glasses like for me. which you just brought up something mm -hmm. for your place. Uh, I got a major meeting. Mm -hmm. And uh, at uh, 1 o'clock this afternoon, yeah. 
just going in front of those red lights for five to 15 minutes, an hour before that major meeting, is it going to create, because I know that what Ayurveda says, yes. So would that be something you would suggest for your clients to do that are very, very boom, 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 I got meetings that could make me a million dollars or lose me a million dollars? That red light will assist them into regaining focus so they can move forward? That's a great question. So there is a general sense of relaxation and well-being after standing in front of those panels. So in that sense, I would say yes, because you're going to leave the red light therapy feeling more clear, um, more energy, and more relaxed. And it's interesting how you can feel more energy and being more relaxed. Yeah. But there is, there is such a thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would say definitely doing how, that in the how moment. since say someone is like say scared right they have that meeting but they've never done the red light before how many times do you recommend say someone knows that in like three months they are gonna have this big thing going on uh you're gonna how, go on shark tank yeah to okay. sell something okay. how yep. should they uh what is a regimen, say, that they could follow just in terms of the red light? Say they eat terrible, they don't want to work out, they, all they want to do is say the red light because mm -hmm. it's easiest They'd be for missing them. out on some potent medicine. Yes. But, yes. <laughs> yes. but um, to answer that question, so to simulate nature as close as possible, mm -hmm. we experience red light in the morning and at night. So I would try to get in at least once a day, either in the morning time or at night time, because uh -huh. um, that is going to help them with their circadian rhythm. So yeah. it's going to give them better sleep. And over time, better sleep makes you a better human. So uh -huh. I would do it, try to do it once a day. Um, if you can't do that, even a few times a week, you're going to see benefit just because those few days a week, you're going to sleep like a boss. Uh -huh. And sleeping like a boss totally changes the way you show up in the world. Excellent. Cool. Uh, do you have a question or no? If not, I'm going to hit No, it. go ahead. So they sign up at your studio and they become a member. Yes. Can they come in every day? Or yes. is it, uh, so they we only get so many days? We guarantee you can book everything at least twice a week. Perfect. Yes. Cool. Yep. Okay. So, so then they would do it, say, say for them three times a week, say for three months is something realistic that they could do. Absolutely. And they would, cool. Absolutely. Plus doing all the other stuff in there, you're going to feel amazing. Mm -hmm. So when they book, they can stay for an hour? So yeah, it... each time they book a piece of equipment, they have it for 20 minutes. Okay. They could theoretically book everything and yeah. stay in there for an hour for sure. Yeah. For sure. I wouldn't want but there's to. no need to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the exactly. whole idea of Biohack Studios yep. is to get the most bang for the shortest amount of time possible. Yeah. Uh, red light. So you got the fire. Uh-huh. And that's, that works on the eyes. It also works on meditation. I know we actually uh, roast our own coffee. Oh, uh, I love that. Uh, and she, at, in the beginning, was like, screw you, I'm not roasting. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't it's like one more freaking another... thing I have yeah. to <laughs> Yeah, I hear you. And then she started doing it uh, and over an open fire yeah. and stirring it. It became meditative. Yeah. Uh, do you suggest, do you offer, do you give advice to the people when they're in looking at the red light or in the red, in the, light, in the uh, red light room, uh, some type of meditation aspect, or do you just uh, go in there and do whatever you want to do? So that's a good question. For the meditation, I usually would recommend the biocharger, which okay. is something that we can talk about in a little bit. As far as red light goes, to be honest, standing in one spot for 15 minutes can be pretty boring. Mm -hmm. So either if you have a meditation practice, it's a beautiful time to practice. 
Um, or you can just scroll on Instagram and, and pre or practice not being on social media uh -huh. for that 15 minutes. What I do is I listen to podcasts or books. Okay. And the time flies when you're having fun learning mm -hmm. new stuff. So it's no, it doesn't really do, they can continue actually even working while they're... Theoretically, yeah, yeah. Like I, I will sometimes set up like, like a little desk in there and I just will be on my laptop with the red light hitting my eyes. So it's counteracting the, the effects of the blue light. Great. So do you have to be naked? If you want to get the most bang for your for your time, for sure, because the light won't penetrate through your clothes. So just like you definitely want to get really it on your sexual yeah. organs, for yeah. sure. That's why they say in, uh, even for the in the sun, going out in the sun, a lot of times the regular sunglasses say mm -hmm. are not our best friend because you want you want that exposure yeah, absolutely. to the full sunlight. Wearing sunglasses when it's sunny out, you'll actually get more sunburn and it'll it'll make you less adaptive to the mm -hmm. sunlight. Your the light going into your eyes actually increases melanin in, mm -hmm. in your skin cells. So sunglasses are a no go. <laughs> like, so I know that and just what you said, uh, we can actually say yes. Yeah. Uh, Definitely, because when we were teaching a lot of stand-up paddle yoga, yeah. uh, we were out there for six to eight hours mm -hmm. just constantly in the sun, and we don't wear sunscreen. Yeah. And when we shifted yep. to no sunglasses, we could actually last longer without getting a sunburn. I believe exactly. that. Yeah, I believe that. I must say, if you're out in the snow or if you're on a white beach, like Siesta Key or mm -hmm. something with a lot of quartz sand, you might want to wear sunglasses for some of the time because that reflective light is can be concentrated and can cause retinal damage. So in certain instances, it's okay to wear sunglasses, but you don't want to like wear them every time you walk into the sunlight and you feel that that reaction where your your pupils close up. Okay, so you walking into uh, an office putting on your sunglasses is better than walking out of the office and putting on your sunglasses. Yeah. Oh, the other sunglasses, <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there are two different types of sunglasses, yep. right? Absolutely. The cool ones and the not cool not ones. Not cool ones. <laughs> Do you like what you hear? The Spartan Mind Strength Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and all other popular podcast destinations. Please subscribe today and consider leaving us a rating and review. It helps us spread the word and help others find our content. Don't forget to leave a comment and any questions you may have. Tim and V would love to hear from you. Okay. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> so, two things. First is you mentioned the which is uh, key, I believe. Uh, the there is such a thing as being more relaxed and having more energy. How? What do you mean by that? So technically by going into an alpha brainwave state is a relaxed, calm, but alert state. So it's things like matcha green tea, for example, are clinically proven to put you into alpha waves. Um, going into cold water or cryotherapy is one way. Um, I find red light almost does, brings me that same type of consciousness as caffeine and L-theanine, like in matcha, or, or, or like I said, being in cold water. Just being aware of what's going on, like with your body, but not being nervous, not not being out of your body, thinking. 
Does that does that make sense? So someone, well, it say someone says, well, when I relax, I fall asleep. That doesn't mean I have more energy. That's true. How, how would you explain to them? Yeah. So that means that they went from alpha to theta. That's why they fell asleep. So they got too relaxed. But if you stand in the stay in the sweet spot and you maintain your body awareness, you 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 are more, you you will stay relaxed, but you're not going to be in in the mental plane. Does that make sense? Because when you're feeling, you're not thinking, and when you're in front of a red light panel, you are feeling it. There's there's actual heat coming on. Feels like you're almost standing in the sunlight when you're standing in red light therapy. So it feels good. It feels like you're a turkey cooking in the oven in a way. But it's I not, don't it's think that turkey hot. would be happy about it. <laughs> but, I know, I know. I'm kind of, I'm kind of, but you feel like you're in, yeah. on, in, a, on a, yeah. in a heat pad, basically. So it's that, it's that sweet spot that yeah. you mentioned. That's the key. So there is a difference, different levels of relaxed. Absolutely. It's a, and, a lo, and a lot of times we confuse relaxed with uh, like us sleeping. Mm-hmm. Or us letting go of everything and not paying attention, but there is that state of relaxed with awareness, and it's that whole fine line. Okay, with that then, uh, <clears throat> relaxed in everything you do in the day. So yeah. you're almost getting rid of, and I know you said feelings, but that's yeah. a different feeling. I'm going to say getting rid of taking things emotional. Yeah. Uh, so if your brain is in a state of relaxed, but you're energized, you're able to do more. Yeah. So you don't take if you somebody starts yelling at you, you don't take it personal. Mm-hmm. So this equipment can actually even assist your brain into not calming down, but not take things as personal. I know that food does that, but can the red light because i know like if we go hiking life is better yeah if we go climbing life is better you can take things more uh that's being thrown at you easier so do you believe that by doing this you can take somebody that's getting yelled at all the time and taking it personal turn into getting yelled at all the time and it's just part of the job yes yes and like I would say the golden feature of red light therapy is how it basically resets your circadian rhythm. Um, when the sun goes down and you're in the artificial light, your body will tell you like, hey man, it's time to go to bed. Like mm-hmm. you, you, like you got exposed to the red light already. Um, I would say some of the other modalities, like cold water, for example, is the best way to modulate your stress response, period. Because mm-hmm. You don't want to go into freezing cold water. No sane person, except for maybe Wim Hof, wants to do that. But when you do that, you... But you said no sane person. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that, so that everyone's a little insane, right? Hof, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, so when you do that and you make that a practice, you teach your actual nervous system, I'm in control. I need to be relaxed. I'm going to make it through this and be okay. okay. So red light, you feel relaxed by default. (laughs) Um, You don't have to teach yourself to be relaxed in red light. Like in the cold water, you have to get in control of your own biology. Uh, So so red light is almost like a backdoor approach to feeling, uh, you will feel relaxed right then and there. And because 
it directly assists your circadian rhythm unless you screw it up really bad throughout say that day mm -hmm. then you get more rest mm -hmm. you get better sleep which automatically increases your uh, ATP levels yeah and so that goes into uh, people that work night shift yeah this would be really good for them to do a couple days a week because they're not getting it the would, sunlight. It would, but if they're staying up at night, the, it might interfere with their ability to stay focused because they're going to get sleepy when the sun goes down. Right. So if, unless if they're just 100% staying up at night, 100% sleeping during the day. Most which, shifts are, night shifts are like three months on, three yeah, months off. It could disrupt things further in theory. Okay. And it, my advice to someone working the night shift is pick a different shift because that is... Can't do that. Yeah. I, so I'm, then I'm you, stuck on yeah. midnight shift. That's my job. If I pick another shift, I got to find another job. Yeah. Uh, so it, it wouldn't be out of your studio. That wouldn't be the one that you'd want them to be using. Yeah. and, and There's so many other things. Ideally, me. yeah, exercise would probably be better for yeah. that person. Although red light, it's not going to hurt them by any means. Um, but for, for that purpose, if you have to stay up at night and you're doing something that makes you want to go to sleep early, <laughs> I don't recommend that, you know, just being honest. Would it be something that, I, no, I want yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. Would yeah. it be something that they could do when they got off shift at seven in the morning, come and do this and then go to bed? Yeah, they could. They could okay. for sure. They yeah. could for sure. So it depends on when they are doing yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's don't do it when you wake up and go to work and yeah. do it just before work. Cool. Maybe when you're getting home to get, uh. Mm -hmm. That to assist them in sleeping. Yeah, I prefer doing it before bed or at nighttime. Although yeah. technically, according to the research, you can do it at any time of the day. Just I'm trying to simulate what it would be like in nature. So that's why yeah. I pick it in the morning or in the afternoon. Yeah. But it doesn't I, really matter. Yeah, and so I know that in in the best case scenario for all of us, we follow mm -hmm. what nature gives us. Mm -hmm. So for me, I was a police officer for 11 years, and I had to work midnight. Well, I didn't have to work. That was what I really enjoyed working, unless if I was undercover and that was a whole different shift. But when I was in patrol, I was midnights. And because of that, I couldn't go to sleep. So I worked out. Uh, I ate as healthy as I thought I was supposed to at that time, which is not <laughs> what I'm eating now. Yeah. Uh, I did certain things, but I couldn't give up uh, midnight shift. And then we deal with a lot of other people. We were at the Paleo FX and they were asking, how can I, I'm a police officer, I have three children, I have a wife, I have a home, and all they were told was, you got to quit your job. Well, you can't quit your job. Mm -hmm. There's too many jobs on working midnight shift. And in Ayurveda, I know that oh, that's... Oh, they that's, do say that, yep, yeah. It's the first thing. It's okay, yeah. you work midnight shift, quit. Well, yeah. if I quit, I can't pay you. Yeah, uh, yeah. I can't buy this, I can't do this. And so for us, especially since I lived it, I knew that there has to be things that will help me become better and it did assist me and I really wish some of the stuff that you have now was back then mm -hmm. so I could have used it so and what I'm trying to get to is can red light help people like me uh, when I was me um, <laughs> I wanted to first say I understand why you were a cop working the night shift because nothing good happens after midnight and I'm sure that's when the interesting yeah, yeah, always <laughs> got interesting um, but yeah. yeah yeah to answer your question you absolutely could use red light therapy to your benefit working the night shift but what you'd have to do is limit artificial light throughout the shift or at least a few hours before you're about to go to bed I would say 
at least an hour and a half, but okay. ideally three hours. And then you get off of work, you hit the red light therapy, and you throw your blue light blockers on again. And then once you get home and you're time to go to bed, you just black out curtains, put some, uh, put a sleep mask on, and just get ready to go to bed. Um, but yeah, using that at the end of your shift can definitely help kind of trick your circadian rhythm that it is nighttime again. Okay. So like uh, the mm -hmm. St. Pete guys can literally get off work, have their blue blockers on while they're driving around patrol, it's starting to get light out, shift in to come into your place, jump in there for a couple minutes, yeah, and then they can go home and they literally sleep better. They would, they would, because the thing is light triggers melatonin to cease production. Could have said that a little better, but when, whenever, <laughs> yeah. yeah, whenever there's light hitting your retina, it's telling your brain there is it's daytime. Yeah. There's no need to go to sleep right now. So when you block blue light and green light in particular, it kind of stops that signaling. So you produce more melatonin, you sleep deeper, you have more dreams, and you just you live life better. You you get more energy, right? More more ATP after all. It goes right. back to that. Yeah. So go ahead. Um, you just mentioned ATP. Yeah. For me, I. I had no idea what that was. Well, I knew ATP from bodybuilding. Bodybuilding, yeah. yeah. You know, and that was just something you take creatine for. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they never really explained it, but uh, it was that. So for you, though, ATP in Ayurveda yeah. is uh, how would you use uh, the sun and fire gazing? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's a, you help. Everything goes back to creating more of that divine energy, the mm -hmm. Shakti. Because the more energy you have, then the more relaxed you also are and the better you can think. Because like when people, one way I, at least myself, I like to explain the more energy is when, when someone says, I am too stressed out, I don't have energy to deal with this right now, all they are actually saying, I don't have enough ATP. So my brain, which is the other organ that uses the ATP, uh, is, uh, do doesn't get enough. Mm -hmm. Because I need ATP to, for my circulation. I need ATP, say, to, to move. I need ATP to digest. That's why a lot of times after eating, when we feel tired, it's all because we feel sleepy. We ATP moves from the brain to the gut to digest. So that's so get finding a way for the police officers to actually get more sleep, mm -hmm. waste less time mm -hmm. thinking I can't sleep, I can't sleep, I can't sleep, they get more energy. So may not be ideal, yeah. uh, yep. but it's it's huge. I know and all we need is, I, no, go ahead. all we need is like just enough. We need to increase most people, and I realize that myself. Most people, we just need enough energy to be able to make that shift mm -hmm. in our life. It could be five percent, exactly. Five percent, exactly. And you know, if you do one thing that gives you two percent, and another thing that gives you two yes. percent, another thing that gives you three percent, and then you don't do something yeah. that takes two percent, mm -hmm. you could have ten percent before you know exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> and getting ten percent more brain power, ten percent more relaxation, ten percent more focus—that's the difference between someone making sixty thousand dollars a year and someone making one hundred and sixty thousand exactly. dollars a year. 
then the person can decide to do something else with their career. Because you tell somebody, quit your job. Those Ayurveda people drive me nuts. Quit your third shift, commodity Mm -hmm. Ayurveda. Then, well, that's such a big change. You know how much energy that takes? How stressful it feels? You can't tell them that. But if they start doing things that increases their energy enough, then let's look at a new career. Or the opportunity is gonna show up. For sure. So like for me, at the 11 year mark, I had, I was getting bored Mm -hmm. because I had done so many different things and it was no longer fun doing it. So I opened up a personal training studio that didn't exist. Nobody had them around here. Uh, so for me, I had the ATP. I had that built in my brain that it, it wasn't a drastic, I have to shift. Mm-hmm. It was more like a, hey, I want to shift. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was able to give me the ability mm-hmm. to, to get rid of midnight shift. Mm-hmm. And actually now I don't even know the last time I stayed up past 10. Uh, <laughs> but it used to be at I would get up every day at 7 at night and then go to bed around 8, 9 in the morning. And I would get a workout in. I would do different things. But uh, my entire life for, because also military was a lot of midnight shifts, so close to 16 years, I didn't see sunlight. I was mainly working nights, but I was able to do that through get my ATP going through certain ways so I wasn't as stressed as other people that had to do those shifts. So that makes me think, Tim, um, did, how did you feel when you didn't see sunlight for that long? Like, did you get depression? Um, like, how was your energy? I'm quite curious. Uh, for me, because I did practice meditation, I did eat as healthy as I thought it should be. Now I think I could do even better. Mm-hmm. But uh, I also did uh, meditation, I did breath work, I pra- had a practice that I was happy with through uh, yoga and also through doing uh, fitness and then good friends. So it didn't affect me as much as other people that couldn't get. And I was brought up to be a cop. My dad was a cop. My brother was a cop. So it was almost inbred into me not to have to worry about daytime. Mm-hmm. Even though I got daytime in on weekends and things, our weekends were for midnight shift for actually Saturday, Sunday. Uh, That's nice. So yeah, uh, it was uh, the other shift that had to work midnights. Uh, so uh, so for me, it wasn't as bad because I was almost bred mm-hmm. to be doing that. Uh, I was working at uh, the uh, in Detroit. My dad would, the bus would drop me off at the auto pond where my dad was uh, retiring his going from being uh, on the street cop to this is your last five years, uh, do this so you stay alive. Mm-hmm. And because most cops either die first five years or last five years. Mm-hmm. So the first five wow. years is your worst because you're bulletproof. Yeah. You think you are yeah, bulletproof. Yeah, you think yeah. you're bulletproof. Yeah. And the last five years, you just are, you've done so much that if nothing you happens, you're you know comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they usually at that time were putting the cops that had five years left into areas where they're least likely to get killed. Wow. So for the last five years, I was working with my dad. He was teaching me how to search cars. Mm-hmm. So it was inbred into me to be a cop. Mm-hmm. So it didn't affect me because also I knew what my steps were, where I was going. 
So I had a plan, and that plan was this, then this, then this, then this. And once the plan was done, I didn't know what to do. So mm -hmm. it's like, ah, I'm going to open up a gym because mm. I love working out. But I don't like going to the gym. I want to have it all in my own house. Mm -hmm. So let's try a personal training studio that if nobody shows up, I can work out and I don't have to <laughs> go anyplace okay. and deal with things. So that and so then we started that, and it uh, it started doing great. And I also believe because of literally what you're teaching now at your place, I did it in a before with less cool stuff. Yeah, uh, it allowed me to then go to the next step, next step, next step. It sounds like you had the pillars, like the most important pillars, your practice, um, mm -hmm. community, and your diet. You had those down. And also you had some level of destiny sprinkled in there, if you want to believe in that, because your father and your family were cops. So mm -hmm. interesting. interesting. I, well, and if you want to think about it in terms purely of ATP, mm -hmm. it's because it, it was familiar to you, mm -hmm. you, it wasn't draining you mm -hmm. as much. It was... It also, that's why a lot it was replenishing you even because you were familiar and you knew what to expect. So there was less unknown, say, in the big picture. Okay. So you were able to embrace it. Yeah, and that so, midnight shift I embraced. Yeah, it mm -hmm. was. It yeah. was. It was where other people would freak out. For me, it wasn't. Uh, mm -hmm. It was normal. Mm -hmm. yeah. So because I was raised yeah. to it to be normal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, so when I went to the open up personal training, well, I worked out in the Golds, actually. Yeah. In fact, <laughs> Golds offered me a job. They said, when you fail at the personal training studio, we'll be more than happy to hire you here. It's yeah. funny how that works, yeah. right? <laughs> and, and so it's like, so I worked out at Golds all the time. It yeah. was part of the, the place that mm -hmm. I went to, and that was my uh, relaxing. Mm -hmm. That was where I went to feel good. So opening up a personal training studio... Simply, I just built a place that mm -hmm. made me feel good. Yeah. It was your steel therapy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So that's it. That's why they say, well, whatever you hate doing, try to embrace it, right? Mm -hmm. Because then it drains you less. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you don't have enough energy to make the decision to embrace it, what do you do? That's why I love a lot of those new biohacking. Uh, tools that a little, little steps at a time let's get more ATP let's mm -hmm. relax a little bit more mm -hmm. even at yeah. the red light because then cumulative effect is gonna uh, is gonna add up as opposed to try to sit still and meditate mm -hmm. and find love in your heart mm -hmm. <laughs> true. No, <laughs> that's so true like biohacking by my definition is changing the external and internal environment to elicit some sort of physiological benefit, whether that's turning on certain genes, giving you more energy, mm -hmm. reducing stress. Um, it's about manipulating things within your control to get the most out of life itself. Yeah. And that's what Ayurveda exactly. talks about. Exactly. That's the, the same, same thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. So we're in the same field. Yeah. <laughs> the dynamic balance between you, you, your physiology, the way you think, the way you feel, and your external environment, no matter what that is learn to adapt pretty much yeah. Yeah. and that uh, and you mm -hmm. being only yeah. three buildings down that is basically awesome. makes yeah. this even cooler this is that really is, cool yeah, that's really really cool so i want to say time to say night night but first please Zach, tell them how to get a hold of you 
Best way to get a hold of me for international people would be through Instagram, biohackzack, that's B-I-O-H-A-C-K-Z-A-C-K. Um, or you can email me at zach at biohackstudios.com. I offer health coaching and personal training, so please feel free to reach out to me, and I'd love to, to help you on your journey towards optimization. Excellent. Now, with everything he just said, it will be in the notes, yes. so <laughs> you can go there and find it. But now, say night-night. Until next time, much, much love from all of us. Namaste kala. May we all be well, adapt, and thrive. If you found today's show helpful, please give us a rating, a review, or both. And subscribe to the podcast and never miss an episode. As always, namaste kala, which in Greek means, may we all be well. This program, Copyright True Fitness Incorporated, all rights reserved.